You're listening to KBCR News. I'm Jessica Greenwell. On Fridays, we speak with former Press Enterprise columnist and longtime KBCR News contributor Cassie McDuff about some of the big stories around the Inland Empire. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Jessica. So community leaders are calling for stronger oversight of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department because of lawsuits resulting from jail deaths and other issues. Right. We talked a few weeks ago about the arrests of a couple of Riverside County jail deputies, one for narcotics offenses, the other for allegedly sexually extorting women he was responsible for monitoring. And we've talked before about the sharp rise in the number of inmates dying in the county's jails. Now, former Riverside County Supervisor Bob Buster, former Riverside Community Police Commissioner Chani Beeman, and co-chair of the Riverside Coalition for Police Accountability, Deborah Wong, are calling for the Board of Supervisors to create an oversight panel to demand accountability by the Sheriff's Department. They say the recent arrests of deputies, record number of jail deaths, and alleged mismanagement of the jails have undermined public trust in the Sheriff's Department and eroded confidence in the Board of Supervisors, which they say has made no meaningful response to these red flags. Buster, Beeman, and Wong say civilian oversight boards with the authority to conduct investigations lead to higher levels of trust between the community and local law enforcement and actually reduce violent crime rates and the number of officers killed in violent encounters. So what does Sheriff Chad Bianco have to say about all this? Well, Bianco calls the criticism and the ongoing investigation by the State Department of Justice a political publicity stunt of the far left. He says it was prompted by his public criticism of State Attorney General Rob Bonta and Governor Gavin Newsom. He called it a huge, disgusting political game. He also said the statistics on jail deaths don't reflect the number of inmates saved from suicide or drug overdose deaths in the jails by jail deputies, and he says those far outnumber the deaths in the jails. Yeah, we spoke before about the Southern California News Group criticizing Bianco in recent editorials. Yes, SCNG also blamed the Board of Supervisors for failing to create an independent oversight panel to monitor the Sheriff's Department. Well, we'll see what the Board of Supervisors has to say about this. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they respond. And parents and school leaders are calling for the president of the Valverde Unified School District to step down after his second driving under the influence arrest. Yeah, even before his arrest for allegedly driving under the influence of alcohol became public last month, people were calling for Matthew Serafin to resign from the Valverde Unified School District Board, where he's been president since the beginning of this year. His behavior in board meetings, including the repeated use of profanity, drew criticism But now that it has become known that he had this recent arrest on top of an earlier conviction for drunken driving, even fellow board members who supported him through the profanity controversy are now calling for him to step down. Serafin was elected to the school board in 2016. Last year, he completed three years of probation for the earlier DUI. So in the August 27th arrest, he was accused of hitting a parked car in Paris, hit and run, and being under the influence. He has entered a not guilty plea at his arraignment. His next hearing is scheduled for January. So how did Serafin respond to the calls for him to resign? 
Well, he didn't directly address them, but he said he and his family have been through a difficult time in recent months with the death of his great-grandmother and his grandfather. He said he's not a saint, but he's striving to be a better person. And for our listeners who aren't familiar, where is Val Verde Unified? Well, the district serves 19,000 students in 22 schools in Paris and Moreno Valley. And experts say the effort to recall three conservative Christian school board members in Temecula faces an uphill battle. Yeah, they say it's difficult to collect enough valid signatures to put one recall on the ballot, let alone three. In this effort to recall conservative Christian Temecula Valley Unified School Board members, Joseph Komorowski, Danny Gonzalez, and Jen Wiersma, enough signatures have to be collected from registered voters in each of their trustee areas, 4,280 in Komorowski's area, 4,392 in Gonzalez's area, and 3,987 in Wiersma's. That means collecting a lot more signatures than required so that when the registrar throws out any that are from people who are not registered voters, who don't live in the right trustee area, or don't live in the Temecula school district boundaries, there would still be enough to qualify each recall for the ballot. The group that is gathering the signatures, One Temecula United, says they are on track in Kamrowski's area, but they didn't give details on the efforts in Gonzalez's or Wiersma's area. As of the first six months of this year, One Temecula's political action committee had raised about $31,000. A political strategist who has looked over their campaign finance reports said most of the money has come in small donations, virtually all from people in Temecula, So it looks like a genuinely grassroots effort. And by the way, Jessica, there's also a grassroots group that's urging voters not to sign the petitions. And if you could remind us what prompted the recall effort to begin with. Well, these three board members, since they were sworn in in December, have gotten a lot of national media attention for controversial votes on policies such as banning critical race theory from being taught in the district and requiring school officials to notify parents if their child identifies as transgender. The political experts say the key is whether people in Temecula are really fired up over these issues. Will they be front of mind for voters in March? And there's been a change to the law in California that addresses how recall efforts are handled, correct? Right. Voters are used to seeing two questions for each recall. A question one, yes or no, do you want this person to be recalled? And number two, if you want to recall them, who do you want to replace them? Well, the replacement will no longer be on the ballot. So if one or more of these recalls qualifies for the March 2024 ballot, any recall that succeeds, the school board will decide whether to hold a special election for a replacement or they could appoint a replacement. And so what determines whether there is a special election or an appointment? Well, it's up to the discretion of the school board, so a majority of the board could decide to hold a special election, although as you and I have talked about before, those are rare anymore because it's costly to hold a special election, or they could go ahead with an appointment as is often the choice these days. Yeah, well, of course, we'll be continuing to follow this story. And in another controversial school district, Chino Valley Unified's board is exploring a policy on how and when to ban books. Right. The board president, Sonia Shaw, has proposed a new policy which would require a school principal to remove a book from the classroom or the school library if a parent lodges a complaint. 
The principal would have to inform the superintendent within three days, who would then have to inform the school board within two days, which would have to hold a public hearing on the removed book within 45 days. Supporters of the proposed policy say it's about parental rights to control their children's education. Opponents are calling it overreach and saying that the board is waging a culture war. And aren't books already reviewed before they're used in the classroom? What's that process? Yeah, they sure are. There's already a process to have them reviewed by teachers, administrators, parents, school librarians, and other staff before they're used in the classroom or go on library shelves in schools. So when will we know if this policy is going to be adopted? It's scheduled to come up for a vote on November 16th. Well, I guess we'll check back in then. Thanks so much, Cassie, for all of your reporting, as always. Thank you, Jessica. Longtime journalist Cassie McDuff helps us out regularly on our Friday morning news wrap, and these reports are posted at kvcrnews.org. This report is made possible with the support of the Southern California News Group, publisher of the Press Enterprise, San Bernardino Sun, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and other Southern California newspapers. I'm Jessica Greenwell, KBCR News.